Hello, hello. Welcome back to Formula E Byte, episode number 11. In the last episode, we reviewed the two races in Valencia, so take a look at that if you fancy it. In that episode, we also looked at the updated race schedule for the rest of the season. And in this episode, we're looking forward to the upcoming E-Prix in Monaco. And it is just the one E-Prix this time. It'll be the first and only time this season that we don't have a doubleheader. This will be Season 7's seventh race. So we are fast approaching the halfway point in the season already. It's racing away this season. And no, that is not a deliberate bad joke. Even I, even I wouldn't go there. I, I would. I did it on purpose. This will be the fourth time Formula E has raced in Monaco. But this time the circuit layout will be different. The circuit will be longer than before. A total of 3.32 kilometers in length and 19 turns in turns yes 19 turns in turns brilliant well done Andre but it's not just length it is what you do with it and most excitingly I am so sorry uh, but most in I am so sorry <laughs> most excitingly this layout includes some of the more iconic parts of the Monaco layout for the very first time. We're talking the classic features you'll be familiar with if you're a fan of other racing series, particularly Formula One. We'll see racing through Casino Square and the Grand Hotel Hairpin as well. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. It will be beautiful. As I have expressed many times, I am slightly obsessed with Monaco. So, whilst this isn't a new race to Formula E in the way that Valencia was, in the sense that we have had E-Prix in Monaco before, this is a new race in the sense that it is a new layout that hasn't been used before in the series. And this has been made possible because the Generation 2 cars have been developed enough now to enable them to tackle this layout. I hope. I really hope, because we can't have another Valencia situation. But yeah, essentially, when Formula E has raced at Monaco before, particularly in the first generation, for the fact they needed to get out and swap cars at uh, around about halfway through the race, it just wasn't possible to run this layout. But it now is. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Hopefully this will be the best Monaco E-Prix yet. And now, yeah, the, the cars are capable of racing around the more historic parts of the track, which, which is great. Should make for excellent viewing. Part of me, I don't know, am I getting greedy? Part of me wishes it was a bit of a doubleheader. But then also, Monaco is such a legendary, historic, iconic, famous, any other adjective I can think of, location, circuit in motorsport and just motorsport history. And present, so many drivers of all different um, categories, different series live in Monaco, at least some of the time. It, it is, it's huge, it's huge for, for racing, particularly in Europe. So I guess I kind of like that it is just the one, it kind of, you know, you don't want too much of a good thing. Well, I, I do, but I, I'm happy 
yeah, I am happy. I'll I'll just tell myself I'm happy that it is just the one. I, I kind of wish it was two. But I think it's important that it is just the one for the for the prestige of Monaco, especially if, you know, this new layout is really excellent, then, yeah, I, I think it, it could work just, just having the one. And then, you know, when we come back, whether it's next year, whether it's two years, it's something special, as Monaco should be. The previous three races in Monaco took place in 2015, 2017 and 2019. The 2015 podium was as follows. The winner was Sebastian Buemi in the Edams Renault, as it was then. Of course, it is now Nissan Edams. Second place, Lucas Degrassi. And third, Nelson Piquet Jr. Buemi also qualified in pole position for that race, whilst the fastest lap went to Jean-Éric Verne. Two years later in 2017, and Buemi won again. Second place, Degrassi again. And third place racing for Mahindra was Nick Heidfeld. Pole position was Buemi, and fastest lap was Mr. Sam Bird. And then in 2019, the winner was John Eric Verne. Second place went to Oliver Rowland in the Nissan. And third was Felipe Massa. Pole position was also Jean-Éric Verne and Pascal Verlein got the fastest lap. Now, what is interesting is the pole sitters also for all three races went on to win. So it will be very interesting to see if that's the case again. Now, it's a different track layout, so that might affect whether or not that trend continues. But it will be interesting to see whoever does come out on pole, will they end up being the winner come the 45 minutes plus one lap? And Boemi has had quite a bit of joy here in the past, which leads us on nicely to the other development for this race. Nissan are using their new powertrain for the first time in this race. They are the last team to bring in their new powertrain this season. And I'm, I'm curious to see how it goes. Nissan have been a bit quieter this season than I was expecting. Roland has shown moments of promise. He's currently sat 12th in the driver's standings. But Boemi is all the way down in 22nd place. Maybe it is due to Nissan still using last season's powertrain. We should get a pretty good idea if that is the case very soon, depending on whether their results do or don't improve. Both the drivers have done well here in the past, so... You know, that coupled with the new powertrain, it might work well for Nissan on Saturday. And that brings us nicely to what is becoming my favourite part of Formula E-Byte, the podium prediction. I've been really enjoying reading your emails coming in with podium predictions. And if you would like to send in a prediction, please do. You can email show.formulaebytes at gmail.com and I will include some of them in the show. You can also use that email to ask any questions or share any stories or any insights, anything you want to send, send it over. Okay, so just the one race this weekend, so I can't get away with my vague saying three drivers who might be on either of the podiums. The first driver, I think, will be on the podium in Monaco. I'm going to say Sam Bird. He hasn't picked up any points in the last three races now, and he won't want to let the Mercedes drivers start to pull away from him. So I'll go with Bird. 
and the next driver, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Rast, actually. I don't know where that's come from. <laughs> I was gonna say someone else then. Um, but I just feel like Rast, so I'm gonna go with Gut Instinct there, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I, mm, I wanna go. Yeah, no, I'm gonna stick. Rast, why not? And part of me thinks, part of me hopes, maybe, that the stage is set for a boy me comeback. He's won twice before. Hasn't been that impressive this season so far. They've got a new powertrain. And I want so badly to be able to back Boemi. My heart says Boemi. But my head, my head genuinely thinks Oliver Rowland, his teammate, can get on the podium here. So I'm going to back Rowland. He's driven well this season and he should, at least in theory, have a better car this weekend. So... My three drivers, I think, will be on the podium are Bird, Rast and Roland. And before we wrap up, let's remind ourselves of how the top 10 in the Drivers' Championship looks heading into this E-Prix. At the top on 57 points so far is Nick De Vries. Second place, his teammate Stoffel van Dorn. Third place, Sam Bird. Fourth, Robin Freins. Fifth, Mitch Evans. 6th, René Rast, 7th, Jean-Éric Byrne, 8th, Jake Dennis, 9th, Mortara, 10th, Verline. And that is it for this episode. Enjoy the Epri. We'll be back next week with a review. So until then, you know the score by now. Just make sure you're subscribed to Formula E Byte wherever you get your podcasts. Take care and I will see you later.